Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. It's spring. It's spring. It's in the air. What's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watched Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer with my friend, Chloe Tinney. Chloe uses she, her pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. God, Chloe, I am so excited to talk with you today about Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. Woo woo! <sighs> what a film. What a fucking film. And oh, at such a time oh. as this. It there's a lot of parallels, a lot of rainbows, and a lot of very high quality. 80s misogyny just kind of sprinkled on top for good measure yeah yeah lots of that but but under the guise of the misogynists learn a lesson and they learn that girls can do stuff too weird and um so it's good in the end it was all intentional and um the thing about this movie i did not know kicking off pride month that rainbow bright and the star stealer would be as overtly queer as it is I just thought, hey, this sounds fun and it looks kind of fun, but damn, this movie's gay as fuck. I mean... Oh my God. Even from the opening scene, mm. not not like the very first scene where it shows the bad guy and introduces that. Not not when it introduces the character who has no name, who's the main villain of the movie, who doesn't show up until 40 minutes in. You mean the scene after the, that scene that makes no sense. Right. 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 The real start of the movie where it starts out and like... The horse is flying around and then suddenly a song breaks out. The only musical number of the entire movie. I thought it was going to be a musical throughout, but nope, just just the one song. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would think that it would be a musical throughout. I mean, you're only basing that upon the fact that two minutes into the movie, a horse comes out and sings a whole two and a half minute <laughs> song. And then fucking everybody sings along with them. And then there's there's never a song again in the movie. That makes total sense to me. That sounds like a good, <laughs> fully fleshed out film that's well thought out and delicately crafted with love. Absolutely. This movie was made in three months. 
a, an animated Wait, really? film. It made in its entirety, written to to animated, to acted, to released in three months. Um, at the time, holy shit! It was the the shortest production for an animated feature film of all time. For the time, what holds the record now? I don't know what could have eclipsed it. I am not. I could not <laughs> even say. But it's probably like an illumination movie. It's probably like Sing uh, or something mm. like that. <laughs> Or one of those like direct to DVD Walmart knockoff oh, movies, like oh, Ratatouille, Ratatouille, or... yeah, or like a little Cars Life or something like towing, that. That's... Yeah, they say his name not forty or fifty times in the film. I would think that you would know how to pronounce it by now, Chloe. <sighs> I'm sorry, I never actually saw it. Oh. I, I'm only getting my knowledge from secondhand. You sources. didn't, you didn't do your homework for the podcast. I'm so disappointed. <sighs> not for Ratatouille. I'm so sorry. This movie, it's weird. It feels a lot of the time like escapism. And it's like, great. Okay, so here's this movie. All the characters are like little kids with crazy happy voices. They sing songs. They dance around. There's rainbow powers. The villains are like innocuous little fucking cretins. And that's very funny. (laughs) And it's all very like bright and poppy and nice escapism from everything horrible going on in the world. And then suddenly it 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 switches over to like like resisting fascism and sending people to work camps and slavery and, and like hypnotism and climate change climate and- change and depression and and talk of suicide and a character does commit suicide but it, there's no weight to it at all it goes so hard and really it did not telegraph that at all I mean and it's not like it goes hard in the ending and it's like oh this is the downer ending and then that's the ending of the movie it's like fun poppy cheery stuff depression for 30 seconds fun poppy cheery stuff more fucking genocide and you're like wow (laughs) you really went hard rainbow bright and the star stealer and for what and for what it it is wild because like you think it's going to be like a traditional children's movie because it builds it up she's like okay winter's over and she's like no i don't want winter to be over like the two there's conflict in in the rainbow kingdom the movie takes a while to get started like i was saying it takes about 40 minutes for the main villain to really do anything and there's so many plot threads that are all intersecting and interconnected but not really doing that well and it sort of feels like they splice together three episodes of a tv show it's very strange it is weird. Then, like, suddenly when she stops, I, I can't even remember her name. Is it just Stormy? Is yeah, that... Stormy and Rainbow Bright. Stormy is the winter sprite. I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're meant to be children with elemental abilities that control the weather on Earth. or It's never clear. No, no, not necessarily. And so these these six-year-old children with disgusting doll bodies, because, of course, this was all made to sell <laughs> children's toys, um, right. control the weather on Earth. Stormy is just like a little bratty bottom and doesn't want to... <laughs> I don't know. She wants winter forever. That's her thing. She's like, but she's not really right. a villain about it. She's just kind of like, I like winter and I think that it should be winter forever. And then everybody else is like, hey... It needs to be spring sometimes. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. They have like a little chase. (laughs) And it it sort of gets to the heart of this thing where like there is four villains in this film. There are. Four villains with who do not coordinate with each other and sometimes seem to switch sides arbitrarily. And also, are they recurring in the show? I don't know. 
I, I assume that three of them are. I looked it up. Okay. Um, Stormy certainly is a character in the main show. I would say that Murky and Lurky are probably the main recurring villains, right? Yes. Murky and Lurky are the main recurring villains. Um, the evil princess, who, again, like you said, is never given a name. I think she only appears in like two movies. I don't know how many movies they made. This is my oh, she brief comes research back. on the wiki. For one movie. And then in the reboot that they did in the 2000s, she, I think, was a little more reoccurring. I'm okay. not sure. Okay. Okay. This series, as far as I know, had one film, 13 episodes, and then a reboot in 2014 that was terrible, and, and we didn't watch that. But I don't know. There could have been another movie. I didn't, I didn't watch anything else aside from this. I, I didn't either. This was the only thing that mattered in these very hard and desperate times. It doesn't seem like she should come back because she fucking commits suicide at the end of this movie. Spoiler alert. The Dark Princess, she murders herself for clout? I don't know. Like I don't know. It Her entire character arc. Okay, so I did the math. <sighs> okay. She's in about her like mid-20s-ish, right? Would you say? Sure. Maybe. Sure. It's hard to tell because everybody in this has such a nebulous, ageless feeling to them. Some of them seem like they're 40. Right. Some of them seem like ageless beings that present as six-year-old doll trolls. Who's to say? Yeah. And then and then Murky says, we've been fighting them for years. And it's like, uh, okay. I love to imagine, by the way, that Rainbow Bright is really a six-year-old and that Murky and Lurky have been fighting them for years since she was like two or three. <laughs> and it's just like a toddler fucking like Mr. Magooing her way through this situation and destroying this 40-year-old man <laughs> and his Chewbacca friend. Oh, his poor Chewbacca snuffleupagus friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> poor guy. He's, he's trying his best. But, like, she's in her mid-20s-ish. The movie came out in about the 80s-ish, like, 1985, 86? Yeah, 1985. And so if you were to go back, she was born in about, like, maybe the mid-1960s, which would make her a boomer. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole which, lot of sense. <laughs> yep. It explains a lot of her behavior because she wants this big thing. She doesn't want anyone else to have it. Having it would ruin the entire universe. <laughs> yes. And then when she doesn't get to have it... She kamikazes herself into the planet saying, if I can't have it, no one else can. Yeah, her character is very strange because she's just like, she she is like a fascist dictator. Like she is ruling a group of people who are going out and hypnotizing the twinks. In, which oh is, my god, I forgot that's what they were called. <laughs> I don't know what their race is actually called, but the main one is called Twink, and so I, I choose to refer to them as the Twinks. They're hypnotizing them, they're grabbing up creatures, giving them new, like, slave names and putting them to work, and it's very uncomfortable. Her main thing is that she's mad whenever somebody comes to see her and doesn't bring her a gift. And if you come to see her and you don't bring her a gift, then she'll try and steal whatever's on your person. If you don't let her do that, then she'll lock you up in the dungeon forever. And it's like, what is this character? What the fuck are you getting at? What is the point of anything that you're doing here? Why does everybody have these strange arcs where it's like, I'm going to get this diamond even though I know it's going to destroy me and everybody else in the world? Or I want to make everything in the world murky and shitty and gray. Yeah, it, it's so strange. Their motivations never really make sense. But I, I mean, it's for children. But 
like children, we should be doing better for them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, a, a few things about this movie that are not story related. This is one of the few films that has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. A zero percent. A zero. Out of seven reviews, all of them rated it poorly. And uh, you know what? I get it, but you're all homophobic. Like, I, I fucking, I get it. The movie doesn't make any sense, but it's so fun. I watched it twice. I will watch it again. I love this movie. This is an absolute recommend from Mia. I gotta say, this movie you is can't. queer culture personified. Happy Pride. The characters are called, like, they have the creatures called Twinks, and yeah. they fight using the power of Rainbow. It, it's it got some really high quality going for it. It's It's just full of, like, badass femmes, and every guy in this movie is trans. I'll say it straight up. <laughs> Even Chris? Chris? <sighs> Let's talk about Chris a little bit. Chris is introduced <laughs> okay. in this film. I'm sure that he is a series recurring regular. He... Um, is overcompensating, I'll say. Oh my god, that is the understatement of the century. Yeah, yeah, pretty constantly. Chris is introduced and immediately is just like, why did you send a girl to come save me? I'm pissed off about this. Um, misogynist, and doesn't seem to really learn his lesson throughout the movie. He just realizes that sometimes girls can be strong, but he still is annoyed by them. Yeah, that his character arc, he makes the slightest change to be better. And then he gets rewarded with the onyx horse. I, I would just say for Chris, the effect of being in the film in general and being in close proximity to Rainbow Bright makes it seem like he's gone through a change. But by the end of the film, I would not say that he's really changed as a character. He just goes through an unseen arc off screen. And then at the very end of the film, he's like, Hey, what's up? I'm part of the, the family now. Yeah, and Rainbow Bright's like, hey, welcome to our planet. You are now part of the family, even though the entire time you've said I'm not capable and that I shouldn't be doing things. Right. I don't know. Like, they save each other's lives a couple times. I get it. Like, their bond was born in fire and they're, and they're like, buds now. But he's still a shithead. He still never had a moment in the movie. And it's not that I want Chris, the character, and Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer to have a moment in the movie where he's like, oh, girls can do cool stuff too. But at least don't have him 20 minutes from the end of the movie be like, oh, fuck girls. I hate women. <laughs> like he literally at the end of the movie is still just like, oh, whatever. If I have to work with you, I guess I will. And I'm like, Chris, what's up, man? What's what's wrong? What happened? He, what what who, happened to you? Who hurt you? Yeah, there's the one part in the movie where they're in the jail and he's like, all we had to do is walk in and explain it all to the princess. How dumb can a girl get? This movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Let's be very clear about no. that. It is a recommend from me. I feel I'm getting vibes from you that you really enjoyed it too and would tell people to watch this. Yes, absolutely. It's it's one of those films that you want to watch when you don't want to watch anything with a plot that's too heavy yes. or with a plot at all. Yeah, it absolutely feels... I mean, this movie, when you're watching it, you feel high as fuck. You're just like, I feel like... <laughs> I should know what's happening. I feel like this is all so simplistic. These characters are so straight up and obvious that I should know what's happening right now. And I do not. As an adult, I cannot comprehend or process this. 
And clearly it was not made for me. I wonder if you were high, if it would make more sense. Like if the plot threads would suddenly merge and you would have a deeper understanding of the universe and why not being able to stop winter for like a couple hours completely decimates the entire world. Yeah, that's so fucking weird. That's a that's the main conflict in the movie, right? Is that I don't even know why that happens. Rainbow Bride is not allowed to bring about spring because her powers have diminished, question mark, because a diamond is being covered up by ropes. But like, right? by ropes, that's how she's going to take the diamond. She's wrapping the planet in a rope and then she's just going to drag it away. Oh, okay. So the villain's plan is to wrap the planet as ropes using her twinks and then drag the planet away because I thought that her plan was to cover up the diamond so that nobody has their elemental magic. I I don't know. They only got about like around the equator by the time that she's like, okay, time to steal the diamond. So I have no idea. Yeah. I, I thought that the idea was that Rainbow Bright doesn't have her magic because the diamond is covered up and that was the main villain's plan. It's I, it's also funky. I have no idea. Because like you were just talking about, when Rainbow Bright loses her power, she's not able to turn the seasons from winter to spring. And then it, it keeps on cutting back to her friend on Earth. I don't know this kid's fucking name. He's just like a little human boy. I was sure to write it down. His name is Brian. Brian, And then they only mention you. it the one time. Yeah. So Brian is clearly a recurring character in the show. His intended... To be able to travel between Earth and Rainbow Land, whatever that's called. I don't know a lot of things about this franchise, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible how this movie does exposition, though, because like when Rainbow Bright rolls up to Brian on Earth, he's like, hey, Rainbow Bright, what's up? She's like, hey, Brian, the only kid on Earth who can see me. I'd never forget about you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and then she fucking leaves immediately. And it's like, okay, so you went to visit this kid for 30 seconds so that we could establish stakes for the movie. The stakes of the movie are it can't turn from winter to spring. And so everybody on earth has seasonal depression. And it is brutal. That newscast is oh, like 30 so minutes much. in. It's so dark. It's yeah. just like. There's no sign of an end to the dreariness. Accident rate is up. Birth rate is down. Birth rates are down. And it's like, wait a minute. Hasn't it been winter for like 12 extra hours? How long does this <laughs> film take place? Is this over the course of like a year and a half or fucking like three days? I don't know. Again, but time Birth does rate not is exist. down. He, he was like, he was like, patients in hospitals are losing hope because their doctors can't tell them when they'll not be sick anymore. Why does anybody care about anything anymore? I don't even care. I'm going to quit my job and go home. And then we never hear from him again. No, I'm I'm concerned about his health. I I I hope he's okay. And I oh honestly boy. have no idea if that's actually how the world was or if that's just like his own issues like manifesting to the surface because he hasn't gotten the help that he needs it's so strange because it's like okay so there's two options one is it's only been winter for an extra day and a half and everybody is chuffed about it the other is it's been winter for an extra year and a half and this movie takes place over a much longer time span than it seems like it does yeah time time is fucky in this movie well and another question i had is it winter everywhere on Earth? Because yes. it does establish that this is the season, like, they control the seasons for the entire Earth. Oh, you're right. And, like, Australia has different winters than we do? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They're only talking about Northern Hemisphere. So, like, 
Is it just really blazing hot That's on the fair. other yeah, side? Yeah, yeah. Just... Australia is getting like Mad Max over there. Like <laughs> the sun's not going away for them. They don't get mad at the summer pixie for ruining shit. <laughs> saying, well, oh no, we got to get fall going. That's the thing. Like all of the, the, the little rainbow sprites that we see are all Americans because on the other side of the world, Southern Hemisphere, they have their own. Oh. Sprites. It is very, very strange that these these sprites seemingly their only job is to keep murky dismal, which is the villain's name. I love it. I love it. I love it. Murky dismal to keep murky dismal from creating hell on earth. Murky's whole plan, presumably throughout the entire show, is to suck all the color out of the earth and bring on eternal darkness because he's just fucking mad that anybody's happy ever and loves to sing songs and stuff. He's a very Grinch-like character. Yes. But the people that are tasked with doing this and keeping the seasons in check are six-year-olds that have, like, a six-year-old's level of responsibility. Well, an understanding of the elements, too. Yes. Like, Stormy is just like, I don't want it to not be winter anymore, so I'm going to run away and make it winter forever. And she's a good guy. Like, she's not the villain of the show. Presumably, she would show up in the show and be like a villain for one episode and then learn the error of her ways. But she, one of the good guys, wants to bring about eternal winter. And it's like, hey, we've, we see the fallout of that in the movie. Like, this character who is still part of the gang and doesn't really learn her lesson wants what's happening, but then is a good guy anyway and doesn't side with the bad guys when she gets what she wants. I don't know what's happening. This movie is so confusing. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> it's so, so good. And then the fighting with the power of rainbows. And, okay, I have a question. Why in the hell were they so adamant on stealing the child's belt? That was creepy as hell. You mean me. you mean the Dark Princess, or do you mean Murky and Lurky? I mean, just like all of the above. They're like, okay, so the yeah. belt gives her her powers, but like... <sighs> Maybe maybe don't have adults trying to go after the belts of children. It's very weird dynamics that this little kid, all of her villains are adults. Yes. It's, it's very strange to just see adults like chasing after a little child. And like, I know that that's how kids, children's entertainment works. But yeah. it's very strange because it, it makes it so that the adults have to have the temperament <laughs> and motivations that a child would understand. So like... The yep. dark, the nameless dark princess in the movie, her whole motivation is just like, I want things. And when I don't get things, I get angry. And you're like, all right, is there anything else going on? <laughs> or she's like, no, I want things. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> no more expounding upon that. You're just going to be like a fascist dictator because you want things. Great. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's such a quality movie. I, I love it. And I love that those robots that spit out rope are called glitter bots. <laughs> like the naming conventions of the entire movie are very much based on selling like, toys. The feminine, yeah. And the feminine stereotypes of the 80s where it's like glitter and rainbows. That that's all that matters. Yeah, it's true. It's true. This is very much like part of the disgusting corporate machine that like created the weird social gender norms that we have where it's like boys like transformers girls like Starbright. these um they never they never cross over you have he-man and she-ra and boys don't watch she-ra and girls don't watch he-man and that's the way that it is 
And that's something that's gotten a little bit better. Like a little bit, yeah. For for sure. Like Steven Universe like trudges that line and Adventure Time trudges that line. And And the new She-Ra is yeah. much better at the representation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like gender norms whomst. Yeah. <laughs> I do wish that I had watched this movie as a kid though, because it's very much like just colorful, fun, and poppy, and it, it Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It should have ran on Boomerang. Like, I don't know how I never watched Rainbow Bright as a kid. I don't know how this passed we, by my radar. We were severely lacking. And our parents were very, they they missed out on all six background songs that they used throughout the entire movie, just repeating over and over. Listen, you know what? They are catchy, though. The one that's like, do, they do, are. do, 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 do. Like, I had a sleepless night last night because that shit was running 24-7, <laughs> taking up space in my mind. Like, I could not fucking sleep. They did their job well. If that song gets stuck in your head after the second time, then you know. Yeah. They... <laughs> They're professionals. I just love, like, the weirdness of this world. Like, there's so much about it that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, they have, like, one of the parts earlier on in the movie is that Twink, after Starlight, goes and sings his song, which is very strange because he just sings like a 35-year-old man. Like, he doesn't really, he's not like a musician. He sounds like a youth pastor. (laughs) <laughs> it's not catchy and I could not tell you what his fucking song is about <laughs> but oh he sounds God. like a youth pastor <laughs> so if they could get a horse to play guitar it would yeah. happen <laughs> so that happens and then we see Twink waking up to an alarm from his alarm clock which is not like an hourly alarm clock it is an alarm clock with the four seasons <laughs> on it it's like, oh, it's it's spring hour. Better wake up. <laughs> and I had to go back for that. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at here? What are you talking about? They have an alarm clock that goes by the seasons. Okay, whatever. This is stupid, but whatever. And then they all go together to wake up Rainbow Bright. That was creepy as hell. Like all of them singing, gathering together, and then they just circle around her bed like a weird occult thing. Yeah, and it's creepy because it's like all of these little kids... 
that just like fucking stand around and like sing, but the animation budget wasn't very high on this. And so their mouths aren't moving. They're just like staring there like. And everyone is like clipping along at a great four frames a second. (laughs) Just staring, watching her sleep. Oh, the animation in this movie is terrible. I paid to watch this and I'm disappointed that I did. The interpolation issues are horrible and they don't even know how to cycle backgrounds correctly. That's all I have to say. About oh my that. god. <laughs> it's not the backgrounds. Good. When Murky and Lurky are trying to run away from oh, one of the prisons that I'm people so glad end that up you in. noticed the same thing that I did. Oh yeah. No, where the background just suddenly loops for just a split second because they couldn't extend the background that they use for like just a little bit right but it's not even that it loops like in a way that makes sense like it's not even that it loops and you like see the same kind of background it loops when a pillar behind them is in the center of the screen and then suddenly it's gone it just clips out of the screen and you're like oh this isn't even like an animated movie this is just like a man pulling a cardboard sleeve behind (laughs) these characters because like they can't afford to do anything it's so funny. At best, this is a very polished slideshow. Oh, it's the most polished slideshow. For sure, if you if you presented this film at your sixth grade presentation on the seasons, you would get at least a C plus. Yes. What happens if you were to sleep through, like push the snooze on the seasonal alarm clock? Would you wake up mid-May? What, yeah. What are what are the rules on I, that? I think that's what would happen is that you would have what happens in this movie, which is that they don't turn over the seasons because their elemental magic is gone, and then everybody on Earth goes through a horrible, horrible time. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a time dilation thing with people on Earth versus people in, like, because that, that would make sense. That's what I was thinking. Because I don't know how it works. Because it seems like the entire movie takes place in about a day. Like, there's not a point in the movie yeah. where like Rainbow Bright and Chris. Her associate, Chris, go to sleep. I looked it up. His name is not spelled traditionally. It's spelled K-R-Y-S. Oh, good, good, good. I'm so glad. Because I was like, why the fuck are their names Rainbow Bright and Stardance and fucking Murky and Lurky and and Chris? Chris. (laughs) Cool. And like even his horse is named like Onyx or something. Like the robot horse who very much, it was voice acted by someone trying to make like distorted, glitchy voice acting lines, but then they just put a filter over it. Listen, I love Onyx. Onyx, the dark horse. He is is a treasure. A fucking badass. I love him. I love him. I love him. He's such a nice like break from everything else going on in this movie where even the villain is like this like high fashion arch crazy he's just like a straight man in the middle of the madness and i love it he's easily my favorite character yeah and he's rocket powered he he's is just rocket- a rocket powered <laughs> robot horse he's a badass robot horse and you know what i would venture to say that every robot horse is badass Thirty thirty from True. brave star the legend fucking kills it i know you don't know who that is <laughs> he has a fucking shotgun that comes out of his arm and he walks around on his hind two legs he's a badass that is incredible i love him and Onyx, bless his heart, even though he can't speak full sentences all the time, I love him with my entire being. Well, Onyx has a threatening aura to him. He he, he arrives, does. and I'm very scared that he's just going to, like, blow Rainbow Bright's fucking head off. Like, just guts I, everywhere. I totally thought that was going to happen, too. But no, he's good. He, he doesn't have, like, a heel turn or anything like that in the movie. He's just a good guy. He He's just nice the whole time and, like, runs errands for people, goes and, like gets Starlight so Starlight can go steal the belt back and, like, transports them places. And then when they're locked up in that super high tower jail, 
He's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm here. This is just rocks. I can break through this. Why? I don't know why they thought they could keep you here. Get on my back. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it, he doesn't say that, but that was my thought process. Right. I mean, this movie's so weird. The, the tonal differences and, like, the wildly shifting vibe of the thing is weird. Like, how the villain has, like, such, like, childish, weird motivations that don't really make any sense. But, like, she is, like, this fascist dictator. Like... There's a point where the- that that sounds familiar, though. The, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> there, there's a point in the movie where where the bad guys capture uh, Starlight, and one of the villains is like, like she's like, "Hey, bring him back. That's my horse, Starlight." And the villain is like, "His name isn't Starlight anymore. His name is Crusader, and he's my horse Crusader. now." <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, taking away somebody, locking them up, tying them up in, like, a work camp, and, like, taking their name away. This is just some dark fucking shit. Like... It, it's intense. Why go there? And not always. It's only intense when it wants to be, and then completely glosses over it later. It's like, oh, okay, no, we're done with the serious stuff. Okay, like, when they're escaping that high tower jail, and then the, there's those two random old people that show up, and they're like... I remember when we tried to escape and the yes. woman's like, oh, I can't remember back that far. And then they're never seen again. I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was a I, reference I to another either. show. I don't know if those were like iconic animators that they were like, give them a cameo. I don't know I what don't the know. fuck that was. I am so worried about them. I really hope they're okay. Concerned for their safety. Because <laughs> they can't escape on a robot horse. Right. This movie... I don't know who this is meant for. It seems like it's targeted at six-year-old <laughs> girls, but there is some terrifying existential imagery going on. Aside from the things that we've talked about, the work camp, the hypnotist slaves, uh, just the villain in general, but also like the part where they get stuck in the water that they can't swim through. They're just like oh my God. stuck waiting. <laughs> Was weird. The the weird, terrifying frog monsters. They're like big, giant men with big, gaping holes in their chest they try and suck you into. That's existentially oh, yeah. terrifying. And like those shadow monsters voiced by two voice actresses, and there's like 30 of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's just a lot going on here, and uh, nightmare fuel for kids for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think if I were to see that news report as a child, I would have been traumatized for life i mean <laughs> more more than's already there but yeah <laughs> just just put it on the pile yeah that's true i'm trying to think of like the most traumatizing cartoons that i watched as a kid i would say courage the cowardly brave Dog. little toaster brave little toaster yeah <laughs> courage was scary to me the the eggplant episode was really terrifying return the slab what is return the slab it's the one ghost i i think I think it's like a mummy thing. He has that slab or something and it brings him back from the dead and this creepy CGI mummy is just standing outside the door going, return the slab. This is from Courage or this was its own cartoon? No, it's on Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Oh. It's from Courage. I gotta rewatch that show. I bet it's on Hulu or something like that. Probably. It it was a really good show. Just very much not for i think the demographic that cartoon network was really aiming for i mean i think that it was you know like spooky stuff targeted at children is important like six-year-olds shouldn't be watching horror movies but certainly like watching something spooky you know goosebumps scared me as a kid that show's not scary at all yeah 
Oh, my mom didn't let me watch that. So I had to mm. go on the internet and sneak clips <laughs> and then got scared anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that show was scary. The one with the kid with the mask stuck on his face. Good stuff. Haunted mask. Terrifying. Yeah. Read every book I could. Mm. The pacing of this movie is very strange. It never really feels like it's ramping up to an ending until the ending. And then like so much happens in the last 10 minutes leading to nothing. It's very stupid. There's a moment where Murky and Lurky, the villains of the movie, just randomly crash their spaceship into the main villain's hideout and save the day accidentally. Yeah, as they're trying to find Rainbow Bright to bring back to the villain. That's right, yeah. And I I wrote in my notes, Deus Ex Machina, but then I, I erased that and I said Deus Ex Murkina. And oh my god, that that joke is nothing, but it made me laugh so much. I don't even know how I would deliver that on the podcast. I don't know how I would make that a tweet. It is worth nothing to anybody except for me and you in this moment. I'm glad you appreciate it. Because they literally just like blast in out of nowhere. Like they think they're heading to Rainbow Land. And they accidentally end up there and they get out and Lurky's like, oh, look, Murky, we are at Rainbow Land. There's Rainbow Bright. And I'm like, no, shut up. Stop talking. I hate you. <laughs> You're fucking obnoxious. He's he's trying his hardest. He he is the necessary henchman. He's got to mess everything up so nothing can actually come to fruition. When I saw him try to put on that space helmet and like couldn't get his oh trunk in there, I'm like, God. oh, that's like trying to put on clothes in the morning. <laughs> oh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that's so relatable. They, I'm so they sorry, are lurky. <laughs> they are very much comedic relief. There's a moment in the yes. movie where Lurky puts like a machine in Murky's hand, and then he like does the classic like, "Oh, this is too heavy. I fall backwards and then fall off a cliff." You know. But it takes yeah. a full ass forty five seconds. Of just, like, him, like, dancing around with the thing in his hands and he can't, like, get it. He's going to fall off the cliff, but then he doesn't fall off. And then Lurky sees him and Lurky's like, I love dancing, too. And he starts dancing, too. And they're dancing around and they're not falling off the cliff. I'm like, I know you're going to fucking fall off the cliff. Just do. Or maybe the joke is that you don't fall off the cliff, but just do fucking one of them. No, you're going to keep doing this bit for another 15 seconds. I can't stand it. Or, like, when they land on the diamond planet, he's like better go tell him where we are or yeah. some, says yeah, he's, something he's like, sarcastically and then Lurky takes it seriously. He's like, hey, look where we are. Yeah, that has to be Lurky's whole ass thing is that he intentionally misunderstands sarcasm because he thinks that's really funny. It's not funny, Lurky. You put your life in mortal jeopardy. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I don't know if it's intentional. I, I don't know if like he's intentionally misunderstanding or if like he's just genuinely lost and needs some help i think that sometimes lurky is playing up the dumb angle because he needs attention and he doesn't care if it's positive Mm -hmm. reinforcement or negative reinforcement he just needs his surrogate father murky to care about him (laughs) oh (laughs) and he never will it's 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 a very like dick dastardly muttly dynamic that they have going on except muttly talks in this scenario and also is dumber than a whole ass dog (laughs) We are delving deep into the lore of Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Listen, this is quality content. I wanted to watch some episodes of this show. I did not have the time for it this morning. Um, I wish that I had because I really want to see like how the animation quality differs in the show. 
if the pacing makes any more sense in a 22-minute format, I don't know. In just looking stuff up on the wiki and seeing, like, screenshots and stuff, it looks like they could be screen grabs from the movie. So, honestly, there's no telling. Yeah, that's... I mean, we we could probably do our research, like, we probably should, but who does that? Who does research for a podcast? That's not the point of this podcast. Um... (laughs) The movie ends and the villain commits suicide, as we were saying before. It's very strange. She's like, if I'm not going to get this diamond, then nobody will. And then she runs her spaceship into the planet and destroys it. There's a revolution. All the twinks rise up against their robot overlords. I love that for them. (laughs) Important, iconic imagery. There's a line from Stormy that disturbs me a little bit where she's like, hey, you know what? Winter is great, but I think next year I'm taking a vacation. And I'm like, hey. Oh my God, that was terrifying. Guess what? You can't give us three extra months of winter and then next year give us no winter. That's not, don't do that. You didn't learn your lesson. But she's like, that sounds great. And everybody else is like, yeah, do that. And it's like, bro, you need winter and you need it to not be winter sometimes. You need the seasons. You are the seasonal overlords. You should know this. Why do you not know this? I do not feel comfortable with this in your hand. The entire ecosystem of the earth yeah. is in the hands of six-year-olds. And <laughs> one of them is a workout nut. Should we be concerned? Oh, my God. I love him. Who, who is your favorite of the Rainbow Brights? I, I have no idea. I couldn't get... I was too just, like, disoriented trying to figure out what was going on because I the song happened and then they all showed up. Um but I think I the workout kid might be my favorite. He he looks like the kid whose elemental power is CrossFit and he doesn't shut up about it. <laughs> I do love him. Um I really liked Stormy. If I had watched this as a kid, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's that's who I wanna be. Like she's just like a punk rock badass. Who has a horse that breathes icicles. Yes, that fucking rules. And she's just like a little bratty bitch and it works. It works for me. I would love to see a Stormy-focused episode of the cartoon, and I bet that there was one where she was introduced. Probably. A few different fun spinoff things about this franchise that I didn't really know about, because again, I've never watched the show. I didn't know anything about it going in. It was an absolute Same. delight. I loved it. The original show only ran for 13 episodes, which is weird because it it presumably has a, a cultural impact. Like, people remember this. Yeah. Even though we don't know it, we're fucking little babies compared to people that watched this as a kid yeah it it was culturally impactful enough that studio executives thought it deserved a reboot in the mid-2000s but yeah i don't know if that's saying much that's what i was gonna say next is 2014 they decided to reboot this horrible horrible like canadian looking flash animation it looks like total drama island (laughs) it's it's a very strange choice because they they like take the character of rainbow bright and they try and make her like less like very authentic that's what i would say is rainbow bright's defining characteristic in the original show is she's very authentic she's not snarky she's very straightforward she loves everybody and she wants peace in the 2014 show she's more like lol random i'm crazy and sardonic and like sort of sarcastic and i say lol and lmfao or whatever So she's got the humor of, like, five years prior. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it seems like they were really trying to ride off the success of, like, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic and sort of do that kind of thing. It was 2014, so I think that that was, like, two years after that show really hit hard. 
there was a Rainbow Bright video game. I think it was an arcade game for the SNES. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it looks hard as fuck. Like, it does not look like a small child would enjoy it. (laughs) Well, now we have to play it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Play it for a special of the podcast. Rainbow Bright's Journey to Rainbow Land. What system is it for? Is it arcade? Well, it it looks like you can only get it as like a little tiny mini arcade cabinet for $45 from ColecoVision on Amazon. It does not look like you can actually get the original. And maybe that was it. Maybe it wasn't actually released for home release until the 2000s. And it was just an arcade game. It's like one of those plug and play games like those Pac-Man TV things. That- it's It's not even that. It's on a tiny screen. And you cannot plug it into oh. anything. You're just playing it on a little tiny screen with like a little tiny joystick. Oh. It looks hard. It doesn't look very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I found on YouTube that was really funny was the Rainbow Bright San Diego Zoo Adventure. Oh. Yes, where costumed Rainbow Bright characters in like big, like giant, you know, like Mickey Mouse kind of heads just travel around the San Diego Zoo and show kids all the animals and tell them what they do and stuff. Oh, my God. And, and much like the show, Murky and Worky are around trying to steal all the colors from the animals. How? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's just like, like, there's an entire segment of this thing that I, I watched for a minute where it's just like Murky and Worky, these giant costumed villains And they're like talking about taking all the cover away from these animals. And then you watch a screen of just like a picture of a giraffe and then it desaturates. And you're like, what What in the like after effects are you even talking about? Like what? (laughs) I can do this shit on my phone and make it look better. Shut up. They were very proud of it. Yeah. So that was very funny. I wonder if someone was like, Someone who worked for the zoo was playing around in After Effects for, like, a film class. And they're like, oh, I can take saturation out of one thing? You know what we should do? No, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even, like, we can desaturate just the zebra. It was, like, literally, like, the entire screen desaturates. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was just, like, the entire frame goes from from colorful to white and black. Because that's what they wanted. Like, Murky and Lurky want to bring... Um... Just just bad vibes to Earth and to the Rainbow Kingdom, I guess. They they are failing their vibe check and do not give a shit. So that's Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. <laughs> Brought to you by Hallmark Cards. Hallmark Cards and uh what is it called? Deke, I think is the animation company who made the Littles. Uh, they yep. made um fucking Little Clowns of Happy Town, I think. They made some good shit. Some of my favorite Garfield material. and Friends, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? They made some good shit. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer? Other than everyone should go watch this as part of their education into queer culture. It's true. I have nothing. Every Pride. Every Pride we watch this. We do an outdoor screening. Is there a specific day during the month that should be delegated to? Like, is there some kind of symbolic or pun-based day that we can give to Rainbow Bright? Um, well, I don't want to say one because I actually don't know what the national holidays are for every day of this month already. So I don't want to take one away from, like, National Hot Dog <laughs> Day or something, you know. The hot dogs should get their day, too. But yeah, absolutely, I recommend people watch this movie. It's It's very fun and stupid and... Weird and queer and good. 
in that 80s kind of way of like, this is very gay, but if anybody ever asked the people that made it at the time if it was supposed to be gay, they would have said something homophobic. Like, yep. He-Man is so overtly, overtly gay, but you can't say anything about it to the creators at the time because they would have been mad at you for suggesting. This show isn't gay. We hate girls. But no. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Chloe, thank you for joining me on this episode. Thank you for having me. It's always a delight. Yeah, for sure. Um, Where can people find you online? I am on Twitter and Instagram under It's Chloe Now or my art account, C Tinny Art. Great. And I'm on Twitter at Stop Tweeting Mia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Murky! Rainbow Bright has a new cereal with fruit flavor and bright colors! Colors? Let's see! Fruit flavor, colorful bites, rainbow bright! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.